Hey, everybody. Thanks for stopping by and checking out this week's episode of the podcast. I am your host, Matt West. And before we get to my guest, I got to say thanks to the good folks at WSM Auctioneers. That's right. This episode brought to you by WSM Auctioneers. You don't know what I'm talking about? I'm going to make it easy for you. Log on to WSMAuctioneers.com or go to Instagram. WSM underscore auctioneers. Here's the deal. They've got a sale online the second Saturday of every month. That's right, online. All you got to do is get on your cell phone, get on your computer, WSMAuctioneers.com. If you're looking for a new vehicle, uh, a new-to-you vehicle, if you're looking for equipment, literally just about anything you could be looking for, good chance the good folks at WSM Auctioneers are going to have it online. Again, WSM underscore auctioneers. I also want to say thanks to the good folks at Bex. If you're looking for a new pair of sunglasses, I know summer's over, but the winters get really bright too. Snow, if you're in all of that white stuff, which knock on wood, we haven't seen yet in Oklahoma, you still need to protect your eyes. And let's face it, you got to look cool. I mean, Vegas is around the corner if you're a rodeo fan. I'm going to save you a little bit of money when you use your code MATT20, that's M-A-T-T-2-0, at BexSunglasses.com. I guess this week is a dear, dear friend of mine. I feel like I've known him his entire life. I have known him most of his life, and one of the most amazingly talented people in his profession. It's my profession as well, and I wish I had the amount of talent this guy does. He is the 2021 Pro Rodeo Announcer of the Year and a guy that I think is um, top tier. Uh, Venture to say he's going to go down as one of the best of all time when it comes to professional rodeo announcers. His name's Garrett Yerrigan. I know many of you that found this podcast know exactly who I'm talking about, but if you don't... I want you to check him out at Garrett Yerrigan. That's two R's, two T's, Y-E-R-I-G-A-N. That's right, Garrett Yerrigan on all forms of social media. Great guy, great talent, great guest. Let's get into it. I'm going to stop talking so we can have this conversation with Pro Rodeo Announcer of the Year, who's nominated again, and we'll find out in December if he's won it two years in a row with a very talented group of guys that uh, he will be on stage with. But right now, he's on this episode of the podcast. Here's Garrett Yergin. Is that a gold buckle beer? Uh, no, oh. it's a monster energy. Um, after the conversation, we it's a rainy day in Oklahoma. Thank God. Uh, okay, thank you. Because a lot of people don't understand or appreciate, or maybe they just think I'm an old man. Like, I, I love... The fact I've been the guy going around for months going, man, we sure do need a rain around here. We sure do need a rain. Can I just tell you, uh, you should feel so honored that I'm here recording this day because today is a day that I would like to be on my couch with the windows open and napping. So I got up this morning, uh, came to the gym, worked out, went back. We doctored the dog and did all that stuff. And I, by we, I mean Megan. But anyways, who's? let's not get into details. Um and then just set with the doors and windows open, watching it rain, listening to it rain. Like, it is such a welcomed weather experience right now. It is. I mean, and Lord knows that all of the Midwest and has needed rain and stuff. And we are getting just a good soaking all-day rain at 60 degrees. <sighs> love it. I love, like, I, I genuinely love this time of year. Me too. It's uh, something when I was a kid, though, when I even in high school and stuff, I never could... 
understand. It's do you have a better appointment you need to <laughs> no, go to? My watch that I was talking. Your watch just started talking to you and you slapped it like it was a mosquito. <laughs> well, sometimes you got to. Does that work? It does. I don't have a smart like watch that yeah. talks to me. If you want your Apple Watch to like go back to sleep or whatever, you just kind of tap the face of it. Kind of like you do your wife or your girlfriend. Yeah, oh, like, wait. shut up. Go back to sleep. No, I'm just kidding. That's wait, terrible. Wait, wait, wait. We're going to get she flagged on this name? one. Why, do you, why did she think you were talking to her? Because when you raise it and then like you kind of start talking at it, it's like your Siri automatically picks it. Instead of so, having to say, hey, Siri, like it just automatically. Your, your, your watch. Like my like my you, phone just woke up. You look at your watch and start talking to it? Like, um, what's the temperature outside? I got it on silent mode, so it may not talk. Uh, it's currently yeah. 55 degrees. You're kidding me. No. I Can just, okay. <laughs> I just learned how to, what's it called? The, what? thing, the text thingy. Voice text? S- send a location. No, 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 oh, no, no. Drop a pin? No. The, where yes. I talk into the phone. Talk to type. And record it. and a it voice comes, memo. That. I oh, it's your how, actual voice. Yeah. Not yes. like voice to text. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Voice memo? Yeah, I learned how to send those yesterday. That a boy, proud of Swear you. Swear to God, like you were yesterday years old when you finally learned how to use a phone. That's I didn't great. know. I didn't. I don't know how to do all that crap. I have become a ninety-year-old man. Amen. I just bitch about man. We we sure could use rain. I don't know how to work my phone. <laughs> oh, my back stuff. hurts. Your beard's kind of gray too, but nobody's. <laughs> did I say that out loud? Thanks for tuning into this episode. That's all we've got. <laughs> Garrett, uh, let's start with this. Congratulations, my friend. Thank you. On on so much success for the last few years. Thank you. It's been crazy. Whirlwind for sure. It is. And okay, does make old Matt feel old <laughs> when you really want to get down to brass tacks. It does make me feel old. Let's, let's start with uh, congratulations. First of all, last year, PRC Announcer of the Year. Thank you. Uh, nominated again this year, 2022. Yes, yep. Cool class. Great group of guys. Very much so. Um, for the most part. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But let's go back because last year at how old? 20? 27. And I don't know what the youngest in recent history has been, but you're the youngest in recent history to win that award. Yeah. And the other cool thing that I didn't realize um, until somebody pointed it out. And then, of course, I wanted to go back and verify it and look it up before I started bragging about it. Um I am only the eighth different person to ever win the PRCA's announcer of the year. Really? Mm-hmm. Since they started the award back in the, gosh, now I can't remember the first year, but I mean, it's been decades old, and I'm the eighth person to win it. You're definitely one of the top 10 of those. Absolutely. So, I yes. mean, in my opinion, you're one of those top, <laughs> one of the top 10. No, I'll I, settle for top 10 on that list. I honestly, I could not have, I, I, they nailed it. They, they got it right. Thank you. And I'm not saying that they get it wrong ever. But there's some years where it's like, oh, man, it's hard to believe so-and-so didn't win. I mean, there's just guys that you can, you can always look at, and there's just so many talented people. Mm-hmm. And there's so many people that are not talented, if we're being honest, and, yeah. and not just in our industry, but in every industry. Um, but last year, I, I stood there with a group of people, and I said, man, they got it right. Thank you. And, and meant that. It, and it was, it was incredible. I mean... For, for first year to even be nominated, you know, first year to ever make the list, uh, I mean, it, I don't know how you'd even look that up, but but probably the first person to ever win it, the first time even be nominated. Um, and, you know, just to be on that list with, you know, last year it was Bob Tallman, Wayne Brooks, Randy Corley, Will Rasmussen, um, 
you know, I, I'll be honest, I didn't think I stood a snowball's chance in hell of winning it just right. because of that group and stuff. And, uh, I remember uh, standing there and, uh, Wayne was to my left, Bob was to my right. And then it was Randy and, and Will, um, we were kind of a little, not really a V, but you know, I was kind of back a little bit and, um, the presenters were over there to the right and, and, um, it was cool cause Steve Miller, who I've known for a long time with Montana silversmiths, he was, he was the one that got to read my name and stuff. And, uh, Justin McKee, who obviously is friend of both of ours and stuff. He's, he was the one that kind of led into it. Um, you know, the award and stuff. So, um, when they're up there reading, you can't hear very well on the stage, you know, just the way the speakers are in the room and stuff it, It's kind of shooting away. And uh, I couldn't really read lips very well because of the way everybody was standing. So I'm just kind of standing there and, and uh, they start the introduction. And all of a sudden I hear Steve say something, the word kid. And I thought, oh, you know, he's just kind of being sarcastic. Tallman's not a kid. Yeah. I thought, yeah. oh, he's being sarcastic about Tallman or something like that. <laughs> and uh, then all of a sudden, like Tallman just bear hugs me and I'm like, what? what is going on? And then, uh, Brooks kind of, you know, passed me on the back or whatever. And they shoved me to the front of the stage. And I was like, Holy shit. I think he said my name. And then, you know, here comes Justin and, and everybody over there to, to talk to me and stuff. And I mean, it, it honestly is a blur. I, I had to go back and watch it a couple days later on the cowboy channel because I, I had no idea what I said, yeah. what, what happened. Cause I just blacked out. I mean, it was just so surreal in the moment and stuff. And, and, uh, man, I, I still to this day can't even put it into words. And that was real. Cause like I was standing there and I know you well enough to know, like, mm-hmm. like that was genuine. Um, there's a lot of people that will fake that kind of feeling and, and stuff like that and fabricate kind yeah. of the, Oh, is it really me? No, like it genuinely hit you and you went, Oh shit. Like they really did just call my name. It's cool. Um, man, I hate, I'm going to not cry in this podcast. I'm just telling you right now. All right. Uh, and we'll get into like our history and, and the backstory and everything here as, as we go on. But um, yeah, I stood there like a, like a proud big brother. And like, I had tears in my eyes and I was just like, I was so uh, genuinely excited for you. Thank you. And then uh, you could tell that like, it really, it hit you. It, oh, like a ton of bricks. Yeah. Um, who did you think would win? Did you have somebody up there? That- oh, I for sure thought it was Bob. I mean, just, you know, he had won it. He had won it 12 times total, and, and he had won it the last three or four in a row. Yeah. Um, and so I thought, you know, man, first off, Bob is Bob. Second off, they're not going to let a first-timer, you know, on the list win. Third off, they're not going to let the kid win. Right. And just all of those things, I just I was going to take my top five plaque and, and my piece of the prize money and thought, shoot, I'm tickled pink. You know, let's go Wait, get them next Prize year. money? Yeah, the top five, I'll get a paycheck. Wait, what? For real, the top top I five. I didn't know that. I, I seriously didn't know that. I'm never going to be on that yeah. list. Let's be honest. I'm never going to be on that list. So, so I here's what makes everybody else mad, and I'm really giving out some secrets here. Announcers, we're the only category that all five get a check. Really? The other categories, the winner gets a check, and the, and the other four just get a plaque. The announcers, all five get a check. Is it because they decided to divvy it up at one point, or no? I think just sponsor money. Um, I don't know why the announcers got. I do because I'm. Let's be honest, because it's the announcer that sells the show. Like the athletes have to, they have to show up and do what they do, and they're the the most important part of the show mm-hmm. is the athletes. For don't sure. don't get that twisted. But 
if you don't have a good salesman of that product, you're never going to... I mean, you think about like, car salesmen. I, that's where I was going. Car dealerships. And there's a lot of used car salesmen in the announcer industry, I can tell you that. <laughs> and there's some of them that ain't getting cars off the lot. That's right, right yeah. Um, but that's why. Yeah. It's, 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 it's a vital part of the success for any event. So I mean I was gonna be happy with with my fifth place check or whatever and away we go and you know go get them in twenty three and then so for them to have called my name out as the winner I, was, I didn't know I didn't know they got a check like maybe I should start doing more road no I'm, <laughs> I don't know I mean that's something that I think you should be very very if you never win again that's an accomplishment that like oh, you I've, said only eight people have 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 achieved yeah. So is that something that like you set out to like achieve? Was that like on your was that list? On the bucket list? Yeah. yeah, to win announcer of the year. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, anybody that tells you otherwise is, I mean, they're they're lying to you. I mean, something like that is absolutely on the bucket list. Did I think I would achieve it at twenty seven? Absolutely not. Did I think I'd achieve it? Like I said, first year and be nominated? Absolutely not. Um, I honestly figured I would probably have to do the NFR a few times just to kind of almost validate on that stage. Um, so, uh, okay, just thought of this too. I'll, I'll even add that notch to it. To win it at 27, first you're nominated, and to have never announced the NFR, like I think that that really makes it special. I had somebody right. say to me last year, um, and I agree with them, the fact that the announcer of the year is not announcing the NFR is <laughs> I think it's an injustice. I like I, I really do. And, and whether that's you or you know uh, Tallman or whoever it is, and I understand some people have passed on the opportunity. But but to me, there should be this. Is just my humble opinion. There should be three. There should be two guys hired. That third spot should always go to the announcer of the year if he's not one of the two hired guys. Mm-hmm. And then you move to your alternate. I, mean, I think that would that definitely makes sense. How do you um, say that this is the best guy we have in our industry and he's not doing the biggest rodeo of the year? It makes zero sense <laughs> to anybody right. yeah. in industry. If if you say this is the best quarterback in the league, he's not on a team anywhere. <laughs> yeah. What the? F- are yeah. you serious? No, you're right. And I mean, obviously, I, I don't want it to sound biased because I am the reigning announcer your, of the year. Take yourself out of the equation. But, but you're exactly right. And I've said that you know for years before I was even nominated that – you know, whether it's clown of the year, you know, timer of the year, secretary of the year, picket man of the year. I mean, all of those of the years that are supposedly voted on as the best and they're not announcing the best rodeo in the world. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, it makes zero sense. And, and and like I said, that's taking you completely out of the equation. I feel that way with with whoever gets into that space. Um, Cheyenne, Frontier Days. <laughs> okay, which one? Which one was more of a surreal moment—the announcer of the year or standing on that porch for the first time? Um. Well, oh, that's a good question. Because the both of them, I blacked out. <laughs> one of them was just for about four minutes. One was for four hours. Um. Oh gosh, I don't know. I mean. I can still remember the felt like the longest walk of my life going from the trailer to the announcer stand the first day last year. Um, 
and and just step up there. The cool thing that helped a little bit. I, I'll don't get me wrong. I was still a nervous wreck that first day, uh, but uh, I was still a nervous wreck that first day last year. But what helped was I got there early enough in the week that I went up there in the grandstands and just sat. It was about sunset one night, and I just sat in a random seat by myself and just thought about what all had happened in that arena for 125 years. Um, from the highest of highs to, you know, Billy Ebbauer riding Cool Alley for 174 points to Lane Frost losing his life. I mean, just right. top to bottom. I mean, everything that's happened. Um, I, I mean... I, I don't care what anybody says. Again, biased aside, there's to me there's no more, um, the no more historic venue in rodeo than Frontier Park in Cheyenne, Wyoming. I agree with you. And and so to stand up there and get to continue the tradition, because here's what I respect about Cheyenne, they they have modernized for the new fans with video elements and, and different music and stuff. Austin Lopeman has just kicked their ass there the past couple of years. Um, but they still keep the tradition alive. The big score, the six pickup men, the wild horse race, the rookie bronc riding rapid fire, you know, eight seconds blows and we're bucking the next guy and it's 10 horses. Bang, bang. Um, so I really respect how they've maintained that feel of, of Cheyenne, but still have modernized it to where we can attract new fans. It's a long day, but it's at a pace that keeps everybody you know, right. engaged. The other thing that you you talk about, and it reminds me, I noticed this in Calgary when I went up and did the uh, online broadcast for the Calgary Stampede. One of the things that they do better than anybody else in the Western industry is embrace the outside world. Mm-hmm. Um, Cheyenne does that too. Cheyenne has such a rich history in Western culture, mm-hmm. but they're also a very inviting community of, oh, you just bought a cowboy hat at Walmart? That's mm-hmm. fine. You just bought boots for two days out of the year to just to come to mm-hmm. Frontier Days? Awesome. Yep. Come be a part of what we're doing here. Yep. I love that. Yeah, I mean, from the Indian Village to the, you know, the Buck and A Saloon and stuff and, and uh, the Wine Garden, and there's just so much. Obviously, the Carnival. And the night shows, it's funny to me, and this, of course, goes back to, I hate to even get us started in this topic, but social media, because I know you're such a huge fan. I am. And, uh, you know, all of the people that, when like when Kid Rock comes, or, or Post Malone was there a few years ago, or Nickelback, oh my God, I can't believe they're bringing in, the, this is a rodeo, it should be all country music. I'm going to interrupt you and tell you how disappointed I am that I didn't see Kid Rock this oh. year. Oh, but maybe I even you to stay. bigger. I know you left one day too early. You yeah. left the morning of Kid Rock, and that's my fault. It was we had some. No, it's, it's, it's never your fault. We like had that. home stuff going on, real life situation. But I wanted to watch Nelly, mm. Bo Wetzel, and Jelly Roll. I am a huge Ooh. Jelly Roll fan. Ooh, that was quite a night. I can't even imagine <laughs> the shit show that ensued. I saw some videos and stuff, but yeah. Anyways, continue. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's it's stuff like that that goes back to, you know, appealing to new audiences. They'll sell 20,000 tickets for Kid Rock. Kid Rock was sold out. I right. mean, could not fit another person in there. So what does that do? That exposes potential new, non-traditional rodeo fans to, hey, Kid Rock's playing that night, but they got a rodeo that afternoon. Why don't we just go early and go, go, early. go check out the rodeo? 
But they, uh, they still have, you know, had Cody Johnson or they'll have Brooks and Dunn to maintain that more traditional country. Uh, Chancey Williams played, you know, this year. Um, but then they'll bridge the gap with a Jason Aldean or a Marin Morris or uh, – No, don't say her name on this <laughs> podcast. Oh. Aldean's great. I don't know that other one. Okay. What well, <laughs> – <laughs> bridging the gap and stuff and, and they do a great job of that but it's but it's frustrating the people that can't accept that we're reaching out to other audiences yeah, but I don't know that the f- that group has to be so small because the post malone shows the kid they're sold out way in advance they're yeah so it's like mm-hmm. whoever those people are there's a lot of them in this industry and and, and that's mm-hmm. uh, and i've heard you talk about this uh, you know in other platforms and things i talk about this almost on a daily basis with somebody in our industry like it's so closed off it's mm-hmm. so this is how we do it and 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 I work with people bless their hearts that are so closed minded to new things like I DJ Silver mm-hmm. friend of mine came in love and, his music and, oh my god he's incredible um his remix of Arkansas from Chris Stapleton might be the best of it he's 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 one of the most under um, appreciated talents in all of yeah. If he's entertained to listen to this, I wish he'd hurry up and release a new album. Um, I'm gonna be okay. I bring this up because I'm gonna work with him here in a couple of weeks. Um, we'll tell him that Gary Jurgen, who he'd never heard of in his life, would like him to release a new album. <laughs> uh, he's gonna be he's gonna be on the podcast. We actually have some stuff that we're all doing together. Um, he and I are gonna be around each other a lot in the next couple of months. He's a great guy, great talent. Point is, sets the tempo for some of the biggest entertainment shows in all of entertainment right now and 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 is different doesn't play the traditional country that you can go out and line dance to and that's good mm-hmm. in my opinion there's a time and a place for everything but now is the time and this is the place to start opening this thing up if we ever want to be mainstream i mean rodeo has been around for however many years now well, and take, we're still a niche audience take DJ and the one that really sticks out to me is his remake of uh, Dixieland Delight. It's so good. Okay, classic country song, Alabama. You know, big hit, and he put that new feel to it. Yeah. And here's the sad part: there's a generation that had never heard of that song until he put that that Absolutely. remake out. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, hey, um, speaking of younger generations, let's go back to the beginning. First time Garrett Yergin ever picked up a microphone. How old was he? Um, somewhere probably between the five, six, seven area code. How, when talk to me. Um, so backstory, uh, two weeks old. I was at my first rodeo, Tahlequah, Oklahoma. I don't remember much, but they tell me I was there. Um, so fast forward. Um, I knew, I knew growing up that I probably wasn't going to be worth a damn in the arena competing. Um, I tried riding steers, roping, sliding the steer saver, you know, tried a little bit of everything. Um, nothing ever just like tripped my trigger. Like, man, this is what I want to do. And the announcer stand always kind of caught my eye and I thought, man, that's cool. I mean, just stand up there and telling the stories and, and communicating to thousands of people, getting to be around rodeo and meet the people, you know, tour, travel and stuff and icing on the cake. You don't tear up your body and you get a paycheck every time you leave the house. <laughs> so about six or seven, I started doing slack at rodeos when I was there with mom and dad. Uh, dad was a steer wrestler, mom was a barrel racer. And from there, just kind of snowballed. I, I started doing every jackpot 
calf roping, team roping, steer wrestling, youth rodeo, jackpot barrel race. I did a lot of big barrel racings for a long time. Still do a couple of them. Um, and just grew from there. And uh, when I was 12, uh, Kevin Hampton, uh, Hampton Rodeo, had two rodeos one weekend. Had Butler, Missouri, and Cassville, Missouri in the same weekend, both IPRA rodeos. And uh, Danny Newland, who was his announcer forever, mm. uh, one of the guys I – very much looked up to and admired growing up. Still do. Still, still look did at the him IFR here. for years. Oh yeah, yeah. like seventy nine times. Had, had such a cool voice. Yeah. Oh yeah. Very unique. Very unique. Big uh, mustache. Big cowboy look. You know what? We need to bring back the mustache. We need to bring back the old cowboy rodeo announcer mustache. I I said no. Um, I, what? No. I I think no. we should. Anyways, I I suggested uh, that we ought to bring back the old polyester suits they announced the NFR in back. Hell in the yeah! Did you see the NFR from '86 the other day? Have you seen half of the shit I've worn this year? Well, that's true. Okay, yeah, yeah very true. Yeah, you've been slowly going backwards to the polyester suits. Oh so, man, I got black Wranglers and a shirt with cactus on it the other nice. day. Woo. Yeah. Um. But uh, so anyway, Danny he went to Cassville and and Kevin called and. More or less said, uh, I need I need an announcer this weekend. You think you're ready? And I say, well, I guess we'll find out together. And you're 12. And I'm 12, yeah. And so uh, me and mom and dad load up the truck and trailer with sounds. I had to borrow speakers from Danny because I didn't have enough of my own. And uh, off to Butler, Missouri we go. And at uh, everybody that wanted to come up and say, you know, have a note or something for the announcer, they'd go over to dad and start handing notes. And he'd go, um, the announcer's right there. And they'd laugh, think he was kidding. And uh, so anyway, got through it, and I did that rodeo for, oh, probably four or five years or so. Um, and then, uh, I mean, just, again, snowball from there. And so that was when I was 12. I did um, I did the IFR for the first time in 2014 when I was uh, 19 at the time in, why are you in bragging? January. Why are you, why are you bragging? Because I know that it's uh, all over What, what year you. were you born? 94. So Megan asked you about bucket list type things. Mm-hmm. Um, the IFR was on my bucket list. It, I and and to be fair, I did seven of them. I did zero of them. <laughs> I've still done zero of them, and I even know people. Like I can, I can, I I should be able to politic my way in there. Hey, I, I would like to say congratulations. You do the same amount of IPRA rodeos as you do PRCA rodeos through the year. Kind of. Kind of. That's funny, actually. Uh, last year, I did zero PRCA rodeos. I still buy a card, though. Hey, because, good for you. I, because I, I still buy my IPRA card. And I get pissed off when people start that whole conversation of, well, I shouldn't have to buy a card if I only do Shut up. I do zero rodeos. I still buy a card because I, I love card. rodeo. You know, I, I, I love the industry. I love rodeo. I love being able to give back in some capacity, whatever it is. Um, but the IFR was always on my mm-hmm. bucket list. Uh, <laughs> and I didn't I didn't do it. But I have been involved in every PBR final since 2010. How many have you done? Okay, next subject. <laughs> Fair enough. You've Fair got enough. you've got, you know, seven of those buckles I never got. I've got thirteen and counting. <laughs> that uh, I've never got. It could all it could all stop tomorrow. <laughs> and that's fine. I, I can tell you this, I've done a whole lot more than I planned on. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Do you I'm, feel that way? Do you ever stop and go, man, I've done more in this industry already than Yeah, I have. And and matter of fact, uh a friend of mine texted me the other day and and uh, said can we were we were both kind of blowing off steam about some things and he said uh, we were on the phone and hung up and just not two minutes later 
got a text from and said, uh, here we are uh, bitching about a lifestyle that kind of like yeah, the old Footlight song, most yeah. men only dream of. Yeah. Um, we travel the world. We work on average two or three days a week. Um, I mean, the the power of the microphone is unbelievable. I mean, the places it's taken me, I mean, shoot, I, I got to give credit to you and Scott and, and Richard and stuff back at the time. I mean, give me the opportunity to, to go to Australia for the PBR and, and doing the Canada televised tour for a couple years with Luke. Um, you know, my time in the PBR, I, I've, I fully give credit to the, the things I learned there helped me get to where I am in rodeo. I mean, just production yeah. and, and timing. Um, the biggest thing that I learned there is when to slow down. Um, cause I mean, it's no secret, like PBR's pace is just slower than rodeo. I mean, that's just the structure of it. And, uh, and it, it really has taught me look, look in the shoot. And if you've got a good music guy and you don't have something intelligent to say or, or worth hearing, let him work. I mean, last weekend I was with Brad Narducci. Like, if you got Brad sitting next to you, why not let him work? Well, because the fans bought a ticket to come uh, be entertained, mm-hmm. be involved in a lot of cases. Mm-hmm. Um, so why rob them of the money that they spent on that ticket? I want them leaving just as tired as I am, <laughs> whether that's an on, on an emotional roller coaster, whether that's investing in a story or just having an all-out party. The difference is, and this is where I think a lot of people fail, is you've got to be able to read the room. Yes. And you hear pro wrestlers talk about this all the time. People will make fun of me in our industry because I pay so much attention to pro wrestling, to UFC, to different sports. But in pro wrestling, in the middle of a match, you've got to be able to feel the crowd. Where announcers in our industry, music, everybody falls short a lot of times as they don't read the room. They don't pay attention to the crowd. Because if that crowd's telling you they're not into, you know, the old hokey, you know, jokes, Mm -hmm. move on. Do something else. If they're telling you they want to party, let them party. Mm -hmm. Just because it's not what you typically do or, you know, hey, I announce this way. You've got to be, you've got to be a chameleon sometimes. Yeah. And, and so, you know, all, all of that, I mean, from by time in the IPRA working in, in Canada and, and learning what I did. And so, I mean, I, I've never, ever to this day finished an event and go, man, that was a waste of time. Never. Because every time you're right. on a microphone, you're learning. I mean, it may be something very little, but it's something. Um, all of the barrel racings that I did forever, they, they teach you how to regulate your voice. Because if you go in there, hello, ladies and gentlemen, guns a blazing. Oh, you mean like a rodeo announcer? Yeah, like a rodeo announcer. Okay. Uh, if you go in there, guns a blazing for twelve hours a day, you are going to die. Yeah. Like you are going to have no voice by day two. Hey, let's get it clear. When I say rodeo announcer, I mean PBR guys too. All <laughs> yeah. right? like, like, I don't want. I don't want to yeah. get into that shit show. Um, but I mean, and that's what I've tried to tell young guys and stuff. That and it's funny for me to say young guys, but. You know, other guys that have asked me for advice, stuff. I'm like, go do jackpot, you know, ropings and barrel races and stuff and youth rodeos because a youth rodeo will, or college rodeos, even some of them, there's enough time there in a performance. You'll learn to regulate yourself. You'll learn to sit back. You'll learn not to scream all the time. And, and you really figure out your style. Try out little, little phrases and stuff. And if you think, 
man, that was dumb. You can throw it away or, oh, that was okay, but I need to change this word. Like it, it, it's, I don't ever want to say practice, but everything we do is practice. Every performance I've ever done has been practice for tomorrow. And, And so, um, like young guys will come up now and they'll be like, ah, oh, you know, I got offered this deal, but it doesn't pay enough. Wait, how long have you been Ooh, in the business? That burns me up. Me too. Because, and I've talked about this on the podcast, like people don't remember the mat that carried a trailer and speakers and, and everything just to maybe break even or try not to lose more than a couple hundred bucks. No, you're, you're exactly right. And, and I, I, I'm, I want everybody to know very clearly, I am so blessed to to have done what I've done at this age. Same. But it, I'm at a point where there are other guys that are 25 to 30 years old that think they should be doing what I'm doing or where I'm at. They don't realize that I have been announcing now for 16 years. Mm-hmm. Um, was I as good at 12 as I am now? Hell no. Not even close. Right. Thank God for puberty. But, uh, <laughs> but I mean, I, I just don't everybody, I, I just hope nobody looks at me and goes, man, overnight success. Because I did, I mean, yeah, I did seven IFRs right. and, and did, you know, the ABBI finals a couple times in Vegas. Stuff, all just learning. And, and, I mean, you were there those couple years in Vegas. Mm-hmm. I learned a lot. Some things the hard way. Right. But I learned a lot. Um, and, and so I, I am very fortunate to be, 20 at the time 27 win announcer of the year um and i and i probably shoot the curve a lot because i didn't have a contesting career i didn't spend from 18 to 38 competing Mm -hmm. and then decide to be an announcer so what it what a lot of guys accomplished between 38 and 58 Mm -hmm. i i'm doing it 28 and, but and, this is the lane you've chose to exactly. be in from, from the word go. So similar path to me. I just started later in life. Mm-hmm. Like like I've been around rodeo, western sports, bull riding my entire mm-hmm. life. I've always been, you know, invested in the industry in some capacity. I never competed. I didn't. I didn't have that. I want to go out and be a world champion type mentality. Me neither. Um, until I got into this game, mm-hmm. and when I got into this game, I wanted to be. One of, if not the best, like like everybody wants to build a legacy, yeah. right? And, yeah, and 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 for us, the the announcer of the year is the world championship. I mean, it granted it's it's a little different process to get there, obviously, but it's still being recognized as the best. And this year, you know, if I don't if I don't win it, I'm going to take that as you know fuel on the fire. Okay, what do I need to do? Because I'll be honest. This is the first time this year that I've ever fought myself mentally like I did. And what do you mean? Because there is such thing as a sophomore slump. How because when you're at the top of the mountain, how do you how do you get better? How do you stay there? How do you, how do you not fall down from that? And how do you not get complacent? Exactly. And and I fought my head a lot this spring. Um and there's until I said this on public airwaves, there's very, very few people that know that. And I would, I would go perfs and I would just fight my head because I'm like, what? I, yeah, that was it. Complacency. Cause I don't ever want to, I don't ever want to be that. Like I always want to be watching and, and where can I, where can I be better here or relate to a crowd better here and stuff. And, and it wasn't till about June or July 
that I accepted, okay, even if I do stay somewhat level, I'm, I'm obviously doing something right, but I still don't want to go backwards. Um, and I had one of the most fun Augusts I've ever had just because I kind of quit fighting my head. I put all that behind me, and I thought, whatever happens, happens. I'm going to go out and do the best job that I can or, or feel that I can. And you know what? Awards are great, but they don't define me. But you're and that be- was the problem is I tried to let that award define me. Right. And you tried to live up to that recognition yeah. instead of just saying, I'm going to continue to be better tomorrow than I am today. That's right. And I think that that's where, like, that's that's what I see that I love because I'm very much that way. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's fortunately or unfortunately, look at however you want. But you know, I mentioned I'm, I'm never going to be on that top five list. Mm-hmm. Uh, my life has taken a different path. We don't have an announcer of the year in the PBR. There's not a Hall of Fame for announcers to get into that world. You're in world. the top 10 for sure. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Thanks. I appreciate <laughs> it. Um, there's two of us, by the way, people. Uh, but when you, when you think about it, and I look, and I had a year or two where it was like, what am I doing? And you get to feeling like, what am I missing here? Mm-hmm. And it can be depressing. Oh, yeah. My thing is I have to go out and challenge myself. Okay, let's block everything out and let's be better. Let's be better at being you than you were yesterday. The TV thing has kind of opened up a new challenge for me. And, mm-hmm. and, and so Which you've done great at, by the I way. I appreciate it. But uh, it's a challenge. And now I'm like back to like I was 10 years ago. Let's go. Yep. What's next? Yep. But sometimes it takes a new and different twist or just getting that mindset right to, hey, how can I challenge myself? I'm 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 tickled to hear you say that. Yeah, it, it, it I mean, it's the truth, and and it, I I've had to also remind myself like, look, you know, these rodeos that hired me in 2017, Ponca City, Oklahoma, was the first rodeo to ever hire me to announce. Uh, Mineral Wells, Texas, was the first one I ever announced because they hired me after Punk City always did. So, anyway, those those two are are the ones I give credit to for for putting me in the PRCA. Um, and you know, those two rodeos right there are are the ones that I have to remind myself: Hey, they hired me when nobody else would. They gave me the chance. I, I'm doing what I'm doing for places like that. Yeah, and so now. It means the world to me that I can go back to those places and they can advertise me as, hey, the announcer of the year does our rodeo. Yeah. And that just it warms my heart that I'm it, – it, it's not like I'm giving them anything financially, but it just feels like I'm giving them something back like, hey, you know, I'm, I'm giving you something you can market because you gave me something when I had nothing, that kind of thing. That's – yeah, that, that's super cool. Any way that you can give back – to somebody that and I, I tell PBR fans this every chance I get, it's like, hey, you guys, you guys gave me everything I have in life. And if I can do something to to repay, like that that's what I want to do. Who 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 was the guy? Because I feel like everybody has like, you know, the gold standard or the person. I know I did uh, a couple of them in this industry, a couple of them outside of this industry, but who who was your guy or guys when you that, started? That I wanted to yeah, uh, like, be I, like yeah. So it's actually kind of funny you bring that because I was just fixing to kind of lead off into this a little bit. Like, I remember Tulsa, Oklahoma one time uh, during the State Fair Rodeo there when Dad was competing heavy. 
Um, Your dad was a steer wrestler, by the way, right? for yep. people that don't yep. know. Yeah, won 11 world titles in the IPRA. Uh, my mom made the IFR and the barrel racing five times, which, tangent here, uh, when, I, when I announced my fifth IFR, uh, I gave her the buckle. From that year, because uh, I I did I looked at I thought she had made it five times, and um, when we were standing on stage uh, after the the gala was over, her and dad came on stage. We were gonna take a picture, and I said, "Hey, you made the IFR five times, right?" She goes, "Yeah." And I said, "This is my fifth buckle. I want you to have it." And of Aww. course, obviously, the tears went to flowing. Are you talking about me right now? <laughs> right, yeah. or, okay, all right. Uh, but uh, so anyway. Um, when, I, when Dad was rode in real hard, I remember one year Tulsa, uh, Clem, and Justin McKee were were announcing, and and uh, a Clem sitting there, and and uh, you can imagine how he's doing it. He's puffing on his yeah cigarette between a couple words, and uh, he said, "You know, all the time we see young guys growing up to be ropers and bull riders, and we never see anybody growing up to be a rodeo announcer." And that that's where it really hit me like, wow, God put me on this path. Like this this is what I'm supposed to do. And uh and when I was in the third grade, um we were at Dodge City, which is obviously early August. Um, Clem, you know, announced Dodge City forever. And uh, he asked Dad, he said, Hey, do you think Garrett would want to announce the Slack with me at Vanita? And he said, Oh, I'm sure probably. And uh, he said, I'm going to have to talk to his mom first. <laughs> so he goes and talks to mom, and and uh, he says, hey, uh, Clem offered for Garrett to announce a slack of Anita with him. And she goes, well, I don't know. That's a Tuesday night. That's a school night. Of course. And dad's like, okay, look. Right now, Garrett just thinks it's some old guy being nice to him. Right. There's going to come a time when he realizes who Clem is, and it's going to mean the world. Yep. And so, anyway, they let me do it. I got a picture from it. Um, it. That's actually framed at home, and I took a picture of it on my phone. So jealous. And uh, and the next summer, I think it was that. Was it spring? Did he pass away in the spring? April, maybe? Anyway, it was that next year when he passed away. Um, so, like, I was kind of one of the last people to work with him. So what's what's funny and a little bit frustrating from my side of things about that is I would always go sit in Clem's office when mm-hmm. when I started this career path and I'd say, give me some advice. Mm-hmm. Just give me some advice. And like the biggest piece of advice he would always give me is just take pictures. Take pictures everywhere you go. Everybody you work with. He said, it might not mean much to you, but someday it'll mean a lot to somebody else. Yeah. And he's like, you'll have kids or grandkids or family members that'll go, man, you know, Matt worked with so-and-so and and Matt was friends with so-and-so. Because I would go to Clem's office and just sit and look through picture books, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Never took a picture with Clem. Oh, my gosh. The the guy that gave me the best advice I've ever received in this industry, and I didn't use it with him. I'm I'm so guilty of, I, I just get so caught up in the moment. Yeah. Like... I, I didn't take near enough pictures when I was in Australia. Um, didn't take near enough pictures, you know, that night, announcer of the year and stuff. Just last weekend, uh, Forey Smith, you know, from Yellowstone, was hanging yeah. out with us up there, Bismarck. Yeah. Didn't take a picture with him. 
Like, I mean, I just get so caught up in being there in that moment and hanging out. Like, the last thing I think is, oh, I want to get my phone out and take a picture. There's and, a- and I should. I mean, as silly as it sounds, I should because, like you said, that's that we don't have Kodaks anymore. Like, that's that, those are our Kodak moments and stuff. You and- talk about Tulsa um, and the rodeo in Tulsa. I sat on the back of the stage one day with Glenn McSpadden, mm-hmm. Chris Ledoux, <laughs> and a gentleman by the name of Ray Bingham, who mm-hmm. was, is, dear friend of mine and i just sat and listened to those three tell stories and this was before camera phones were oh, a yeah. thing but i wish i had a picture of that day it's in my mind mm-hmm. but um one of the greatest days of my entire career and there's no documentation of it so yeah so so obviously you know guy like clam really i looked up to um bob tallman i mean he he revolutionized how we announced rodeos he took it from Oh, next up is Matt West from Delaware, Oklahoma, riding Bodacious, and and turned it into storytelling. Right. I mean, yes, it was eccentric and it was colorful, but that's that's what spun it. I mean, it was different. It was different, and uh, and even you know, in the IPRA and stuff, uh, Danny Newland, who we mentioned earlier, Mark McGee, uh, you know, rest in peace. He he really was a an idol of mine. I mean, just a super great guy. Um, was an ag teacher, was husband, father, um, and, you know, did the IFR a bunch of times. Uh, he would always let me announce slack and stuff at rodeos he was at, you know, gave me those small opportunities. Um, and then like another guy that, that I kind of look up to and, and, uh, you know, like Boyd Paul Amos, I mean, he, the way he can tell a story and, and build drama and stuff and, and just his big bold voice yeah. and stuff uh brandon bates i mean mm-hmm. i i can remember uh the last year when i was doing the abbi finals there for a couple years uh one of the years was the last year the pbr finals was in thomas and mac and uh, and i'm sure you remember this too um the, when cooper davis won the world finals and he got on uh the bull uh what is it, cooper's comet or yeah. it was david's dream then they or it was was cooper shot renamed to david's dream after uh yeah. the gentleman that passed away and I mean, I still vividly remember Bates telling the story of you know Cooper trying you know growing up right down the road from this bull and wanting to get on him with the practice pan and David said no nope, you're not ready there'll come a day when you're ready to get on him and stuff and, right and that day was that that year after David passed away at the World Finals had to ride him to win the final seven just the way Bates told the story I mean I was just in awe and just all of us up in front of house just tears running down our yeah. face and stuff. I mean, just to have that sort of power with a microphone is just, it, it's inspiring. Why don't more guys do that? Like, stories are the best way to build fans. It is, and, and I'll be honest, a lot, of, a lot of it has to do with the pace of a rodeo. Well, for instance, the NFR, why it is the greatest mm-hmm. rodeo in the world. Can you hear me going, mm-hmm. finish your thought. The, the NFR, greatest rodeo in the world, there is not as much time to tell a story. I mean, bullshit. There's 10 nights. You have the same... Well, okay. pr- no, 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 yeah. no, 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 no. Listen to me, because I call bullshit on that. Uh, there's 10 nights. You have the same 15 contestants in every discipline. True. For 10 nights. True. After night three, don't tell me that it's a two-time champ of the world anymore. I heard it the first three nights. True. Or if you do, tell it to me that fast and then move on mm-hmm. to, to the next part of the story. You have 10 days to tell the story. Like, I would give anything... To have ten consecutive days to tell a life story—that's yeah. that's different chapters of the same book. 
by the end of that 10 days, if I don't have everybody in that building standing for at least, I don't know, a hundred different <laughs> stories, then I failed. Yeah. And, and, and I completely understand what you're saying. There is a timing, there's a pacing of that rodeo, but give me something different. Tell me, I, I get it. Gold buckles are, are the gold standard. That's how we measure everything in this business. But heart is how we measure everything in life. Well, I I hope, and of course, this is me getting uh, hopeful for the future. I hope that next year, if I get the chance to be on the microphone and Sage Kimsey's back, holy shit, we're telling a story. <laughs> I mean, you and I would get fired. If you and I ever did the NFR <laughs> together, they would fire us on night two. They'd be like, yeah. you guys talk way too much. Yeah, because that's that's going to be one of the greatest just comebacks in rodeo and stuff. You know, you win seven seven world titles. You win six in a row, miss one, come back, win seven. Then you have to sit out, you know, half a year from a pretty much total reconstruction of your shoulder and come back and now good potentially win, a, you know, eight tied Donnie Gay. I mean... I think it's just incredible what could what could come and stuff. Plus, you got that guy named Stetson Wright in your way. Oh, that guy. Yeah, that guy. Um, Rody has so many great stories. Uh, yeah, we don't tell half of them. We're 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 missing the boat as an industry. We we are we are failing the industry because we're not telling those stories. My and was it you and I that was having this conversation? Yeah, yesterday I said right now, Stetson Wright and uh, Sage Kimsey are the modern-day Fred Whitfield and Cody Ole. Yes. There's a, there's a story brewing between those two competitors as athletes, as competitors, that could multiply the excitement and the recognition of the industry as a whole. Casey, do, do you know Casey Field just broke the all-time world record or world titles number? Like he's the only man to ever win six. How many why, times are, why, we, are you I mean, quizzing me or what? Like, no, I didn't I, know. I, I didn't know I had a test. My, my point is, like, why has right. that not been on the Cowboy why, Channel? Why has it not been on Sports or, Illustrated? Exactly, or or Stetson on Sports Illustrated, or Sage on Sports Illustrated, or Jose I mean, on Sports Illustrated. Jose, yeah, I, mean, I mean, like, there's a there's a Kaiki won two point one three five million dollars on one eight second bull ride, and where's that story been? Yeah, and, and I, hey, and look, I know we have people in our industry that are trying to make that happen. I agree. Yep. They are trying desperately to make that happen, and and I love them for it. Um, I just I get frustrated sometimes because. We want our everybody talks about wanting our industry to be mainstream and grow. Well, until we get out of our own way, that's not going to be possible. Anyway, like we can talk negative all day long. <laughs> I'm a positive, positive. I'm a positive guy. Like let's talk positive because let's you get some of that positive times. You've, you want you've to- had a ton of success um, as a young man in this industry. What do you attribute that success to? Like what do you? If somebody's new, if there's a kid out there that says, "Hey, you know, tell me the tools I need to be successful." Um. First off, I owe a lot to my parents. Um, my my mom and dad both made sure that yes, I had what I needed to succeed, but they didn't give it to me. Mm-hmm. Like every piece of equipment I ever had, I bought. Um, you know, they they drove me to all of <laughs> all of the events I did before I turned sixteen. Yeah, um, and and they always made sure that they were my biggest supporters, biggest critics. But biggest supporters, I can remember, you know, sometimes dad would say, hey, you know, maybe let's not say this. Let's let's word it like this or, you know, little things like that. Um, you know, mom, same way. 
But outside of that, I'd say just being around the right people. I mean, there's so many cliches in in life about, you know, surround yourself with winners. The conversation's different. You know, just just things like that. Um, and, and the other thing that I go back to sometimes is, you know, Gary LaFew, the power of positive mind. Like, you know, I remember one time I was listening to him do an interview and he said there was never a bull in his head that he didn't ride. He said, even when I was, you know, at a rodeo, standing on the back of the chutes, waiting on my turn, I was watching the other guys ride. In my mind, I was riding that bull. So when the time came that I did ride that or did draw that bull, I'd already rode him in my head. You know, yeah. it, it wasn't anything I'd already rode him. And he said, it's not like a, it's not like a cockiness thing. Like, oh, I've already rode that bull. It's, it's a, it's a mental confidence. And so, like every year when I go sit in the stands at the NFR, like in my head, I'm announcing that rodeo so that if and when the day comes that I do have a microphone in my hand, it takes some of that away, the nerves, because in mentally I've already announced that rodeo. I, I think we all have. Oh, yeah. I mean, I but and going back to what you're saying, like in my mind, I've already done these things and, and the way that certain people, mm-hmm. you know, uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Philosophically, mm-hmm. what's what's philosoph- psychologically? No, 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 no. Um, the way that some people implement ideas into people's Subtly? brains, there's a fine line between ego and confidence. Subliminally, no, forget it. We've moved. That's on. where I was. But going. there's a fine line between uh, confident and cocky. That whole saying. There's a fine line between ego and confidence. Um, and it is it is a razor thin line between being egotistical and being humble. And especially yes. I have a great idea. Okay. Let me just throw this out here. Have you guys here ever comes the ego? Have you guys ever watched Monday Night Football where Peyton and Eli kind of talk over the game yeah. instead of like the Monday night football announcers? Yeah. yeah. You guys should do that for the NFR this year. Oh God, wouldn't that be fun? <laughs> Please oh my do it. God! Please they, do it. Hey, the Cowboy Channel can add another feed on the app. They control the app. Please do they it. Have, they. You guys <laughs> both said you guys sit there and announce it yourselves. So just let's let's not. Hey, I, let's not get ahead of ourselves. I've got to get through PBR teams, and then we've got at a lot F of matters. Are you they, listening? No, yeah. There's going to be a lot of things. Patrick happening. at guys, Cowboy guys, guys. Let's let's stop. There's a lot of things. There's a lot of time between now and then. Let's just move on to the next thing. So anyways, here yeah, we are. But so that goes back to my dad. One of the things he always told me, he said, uh, co- uh, cockiness is showing, no, cockiness is telling people how good you are. Confidence is showing people how good you are. And, uh, you know, just little things like that. And but like I said, go, I mean, just surround yourself with the right people. Um, you know, make, make sure that you're hanging out with people that are going to better you. Um, because... That that has a lot to do with it subliminally. Well, you say that, and then you're there. You are on stage, surrounded by exactly, yeah. You know those guys, and you're like, you manifested this, mm-hmm. and now you are yeah. the reigning announcer of the year. Yeah. So I I, I mean, I'd say a lot of it's mental. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of hard work that has to go into it. You know, studying the game and knowing the players, and and uh, figuring out, you know. And we're all different as far as Did voices you just and call it a game and players because I've heard a lot of people don't like that lately. 
well, I don't really care what they think. So, <laughs> there's so many people that are like, "It's not a game. Stop calling it a game." Okay, uh, do you, do you like bull riding? Then shut up and just watch the bull yeah. riding. Like, if you don't like what I say, ignore it. Anyways, everybody else does. <laughs> I, I love you. Just keep your opinion to yourself. Yeah, we're all entitled to your opinion, and I'm entitled to not like it. No, so. I, I say that, and I, I joke. I like people's opinions, especially when they're on the contrary to how I feel. Mm-hmm. I think that that's what's wrong. Here we go. I've said this before. Uh, I think that when people are scared of a differing opinion, it shows a lack of confidence in their own ideology. So Cheyenne this year, uh, I won't disclose the person's name, mostly because I can't remember the person's name. I was going to say, will you at least text it to me? No, because I can't remember what it was. Uh, I think I have a screenshot somewhere. Anyway, um, this person, this this lady, uh, commented on a post about me announcing or whatever, and more or less said, uh, I wish you'd talk more about the contestant and uh, quit talking so much about their dad or grandpa or whatever in their because they're not the one competing. And I just responded back and I said, first off, they made the mistake of commenting on my post. So if you come <laughs> to my house and throw rocks, guess yeah, what? I'm going to throw rocks back. Right. But uh, anyway, I said, uh, you know, first off, appreciate your opinion that you're entitled to. But sometimes those people that are sitting at home that are those family members like that they are being recognized also and that we know they had accomplishments in rodeo that paved the way for this person to be in this industry. Um, And uh, then they never responded back. Of course. Like, I mean, it was just like, Oh gosh! Well, I didn't guess. I didn't think about it like that? Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I had that happen a couple of weeks ago with the whole PBR team. Somebody was like, "I can't stand all the guys on the back of the shoes yelling and screaming like a bunch of cheerleaders." And I mean, oh, you mean supporting each other? <laughs> the yeah. same shit that's happened since day one of any kind of athletic competition ever? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, we can't have that. Oh, you don't want them doing that in teams, but you obviously glanced over them doing that every other place they've ever competed. <laughs> Like, that's just part of sports. Like, you yell and you cheer for each other. Like I'll be honest. That's been my number one favorite thing about the teams is that that uniting of those guys. It's exciting. That, that, for me, watch, I've not watched them in live. I did the, I got to announce the first preseason event, you know, in Bismarck Mm -hmm. with Clint. Um, You know, just obviously a lot of kinks and it wasn't the full show and lights and sound and the whole deal. So I've not been to one of the regular season events, but from from the TV perspective, I love that those guys are like a true team. Baseball baseball to me is the one that kind of gets closest because I am a big baseball fan. Two, it's the only one where there's only like one guy up there at the plate at a time. Yeah. Um, but they're they're essentially playing for themselves and the whole team. Um, and I think it's just incredible that you know when you hit a grand slam home run and you get back to the dugout, they're all hugging and tackling and cheering and stuff. I mean. You walk off bull ride to you know for your team to get the win that night, and you get back to the shoots, and they're right there hugging and slapping and cheering. I I think that is incredible yeah. that they've created that kind of chemistry amongst those guys. I wish you were doing a lot more than just the first preseason, but we won't get into that. We'll move <laughs> on. Uh, I I do. I'm I'm a big fan. Always have been. Um, you've done a lot. The Cheyenne the announcer of the year. What's do you have a bucket list? Do you have I do. Um, there's still some rodeos left. Um, and you don't have to put them out there. No, you know, I'm not going to disclose them because then some people will get mad that they think I'm coming after their rodeos because right. right. that happens. 
Um, yeah, let's just go ahead and say this. We want to do all the big rodeos. Yep. All of them. Point. Shocker. All of them. Let's see. There's 52 weeks in a year. I want to do the top 52 rodeos. You say that. <laughs> and I will I will admit, when I was at your age, I was going, man, how do these guys not want to be on the road every day? Like, there's 365 days a year I could be home for Christmas. There's 364 days a year I could be on the road. Yeah. I get it now. So I, the old I, grizzled vet is ready to stay home a I little bit. I will say this: I am 28 now, and I love the rodeos that I work. But this time of year, I'm glad for these days at home. Holy crap! <laughs> like I never wanted a weekend off, and now it's like I got a weekend off in six weeks and three days. Yeah. I'm counting it down. Yeah, but uh, uh, now there's definitely some rodeos left. Uh, obviously, I want to announce the NFR. Um, whether it's next year or ten years, I, I want to do the NFR. Um, I'd like to win announcer of the year again at least one more time. Um, I mean, I'll I'll win it as many times as the as the Lord blesses me with. But it, just going back to that fight in my head thing, like if I could win it again, it almost kind of would put me at ease there that I didn't fall back down the mountain. You know, um, just to kind of show that I I was able to that it wasn't a typo, it wasn't a right, miscalculation, it, yeah, it wasn't a fluke. Yeah, <laughs> it was the real deal. I, wasn't voter I, don't, fraud. I don't think you can look at it that way though. I'm, I really don't because man, you earned it. Thank you. And and there's one guy every year that's going to get that, and and you deserved it. There's 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 look. I, Whatever. The, yeah, you the eruption it. in the room, all of the congratulations, even like people when you weren't around would come up to us that, you know, we know together. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it wasn't a fluke. Thank you. You deserve it. Yeah, uh, do you have any idea how old you were when we met? I didn't even think about this till just mm. now. Uh, so you were probably, born in. I was born in 94. 94. So, so it would have probably, you would have had to have been probably 14. what, like nine, nine or 10 maybe? Yeah, yeah, because early two thousands. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I single started. digits probably. Yeah, that's a long time. Mm-hmm. Do you remember? Do you remember the first time I gave you a microphone? Was it at? Was it on the the racetrack rodeo on at Claremore? I have no idea. <laughs> I, I I don't know because I remember. I think it was you uh, announced the rodeo that they had on the racetrack, the horse yeah. racetrack yeah, yeah, yeah. at Claremore, the Ford Series rodeo. Yep. yep. Um. I don't remember if that was it or not. I know we did that. I know um, maybe Pawnee, maybe Pawnee. Yeah, I forgot. I forgot about Pawnee. Uh, maybe In the old arena, Guthrie. I Have don't you been know. to the new arena, Pawnee? Yeah, the one out by the lake. Yeah, it's really I, nice. I think I did the first. Yeah, actually, I did the last year at the old arena and oh, okay. the first yeah. year at the new arena. It is super kind of nice. like kind of like PBR finals. I announced the last <laughs> PBR finals at Thomas and Mac, and I announced the first PBR finals at T-Mobile Arena. I'm, That's yeah. I'm really good at closing shop and opening a new there, one. There you go. And then they kick me out. There you go. Um, not kicking you out anytime soon in the rodeo industry. I I, I feel like you're going to be here as long as you want to. Thank you. Are there so. things outside of this? this world that you want to do? You know, um, it, it's interesting you brought that up because uh, this past winter, I had an email from, and, and this is the most random thing ever, but it's just, you never know how the world's connected. Um, had an email from the Oklahoma City Dodgers about being their Voice? like what? PA announcer. Really? What? Yes. Well, that's cool. And I mean, it just totally, like, caught me off guard and i'm like wow um but as much as i mean i prayed about it and stuff and and talked to my family and stuff and i was like you know i 
I am still 28, you know, not married yet. Got a girlfriend, but not married. Um, I, I still want to enjoy rodeo while I can. You're building your career. And and travel. I think that's the thing I would miss the most. Because, I mean, it's 150 games a year and, you know, half yeah. of them home games yeah. and stuff. And um, I, I think that, that was what I feared would be my biggest regret mm-hmm. was walking away. Because at the time... Well, no, I guess, yeah, this January, I just had one announced a year. I was say at the time I hadn't won the announced a year, but I had. Um, but I think the the most, the thing that kept coming back when I think about it was the little voice in my head saying, you're going to miss the travel because that's all I've ever known. Right. Like, I, I mean, like I said, two weeks old, I was gone to my first rodeo. Like, I don't know what it's like to have a steady same place every other night or every night. or uh, and, I, and I think right now, now granted, the opportunity is probably going to be passed, but say 20, 30 years with kids or grandkids or whatever and, and want to be home more, I probably would jump at an opportunity like that. It's it's different in our wiring system than a lot of people. Big time. I love being home, especially now being married and having the dogs. Like You'll get it. You'll get to that point where age and the miles, they start to catch up with you. Um. But she'll be the first to tell you, if I have back-to-back weekends off, I get about four or five days at home, and she's looking at me going, hey, uh, don't you need to just go for a drive or go somewhere? <laughs> like, Go yeah. to the gym. Go yeah. do something. Get out of the house. It's Yeah, go somewhere. Yeah, it, it is. I mean, it's it's something in our DNA or in our wiring that yep. is and, different. And that's, and that's what makes me think that we're doing what God put us on this earth to do. Because as much as, as, much as we have those moments of – Man, I'm ready to go home. We get home, take a couple days, charge the batteries, and we're like, "All right, let's go get at it." Yeah. Do you go back and watch any of your performances or watch anything that you do? I do. I you do. I absolutely hate. I mean, capital H A T E. Hate the sound of my own voice. Me too. But I make myself go back and listen because I want to critique myself. There's not enough guys that go back and listen to themselves. I, okay. Thanks. Thanks, Dad. He is one of them. He I, refuses. I you want, have, you want it? Like, I've started. I'll have something on TV mm-hmm. across the house, and he, turn that off! I can like, remember what? I can remember you and I roomed together somewhere at a PBR. Maybe it was Wheeling or something. Yeah. The first PBR I ever did, Wheeling, West Virginia, uh, when when you took me up there with you, and I, we were laying in the hotel room, and just a, a highlight video came on Facebook, and it was your voice, and you did I can't stand throw it. throw the pillow across the room, Turn that shit off. Yeah, I, I like, absolutely despise okay, the sound sorry. of my own voice. Yeah. Now, I tell you where where I've changed that a little bit. And if I'm by myself, I will go back and rewatch like mm-hmm. episodes yeah. or performances. Um, I'm not good at watching the announcing stuff, mm-hmm. but I am watching the television stuff because mm-hmm. that like I goes back to a new challenge. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is new territory. I need to get better. How can I get better? Mm-hmm. And I'm... I've always been open about this. Like it's hard for me to do it because it's borderline depressing, and I could talk myself into an early retirement, <laughs> like within five minutes. I yeah. just i I get so critical of my mm-hmm. own ability that I could talk myself off of a you know straight into depression or into retirement. Yeah, no, I I agree, and because because I'm not a guy that has a bunch of witty one liners and, and stuff like that that sounds creative and sounds. You know, cool, but or that's whatever. not you, right? I'm not going to be that guy. Like, that's just not who we are, right? So, so that's why I have to remind myself again. Goes back to the the fighting my head thing. Like, okay, what 
what can I do to get better? Or how, how do I maintain this level of just being in the top five and stuff? And, and, uh, you know, making myself go back and listen to, oh, geez, that, that little line there, that sounded stupid. Or every once in a while, okay, that sounded pretty good. I'm going to use that again if an opportunity <laughs> arises, you know, stuff like that. Um, it, it's, you, you gotta, I'm going to use the, the G word again. You gotta be a student of the game. Yeah. You gotta just accept, you know, it's like, playing football or any other sport when the coach when they're watching film back and the coach says hey dumbass did you see what you did wrong here like you, you have to be your own self coach like hey dumbass don't say that again yeah like throw that one away yeah um or but, yeah, I mean, but i'll do that and then i'll forget it yeah that's how my mind works i just i sometimes i'll catch myself uh i remember this one particular incident um there was a perf that i went back and listened to and no, I tell you what, it wasn't. It wasn't a perfect. I went back to listen to. I was um, scrolling Facebook, and it was a rodeo that was on TV. And so uh, the PRCA or the Cowboy Channel One, they took the highlights. Uh, you know, each winning ride and run put on on social. So I was watching all those clips back, and every one I was saying yes, sir, like that. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. And uh, I probably didn't say it as often, but when it was on every video that they posted, I'm like. Oh my God! I gotta quit saying that. People don't realize we do that. Mm-hmm. It's a crutch. crutch. Bad. So, so we, you and I were talking before we started this episode about Sage and how good mm-hmm. Sage Kimsey has gotten at doing the television. Very good over a very short amount of time. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple of weeks into it, and I I know Sage well enough. Like he wants to get better. He's like yeah. us. He he wants to be better. And if we can help, let's do it. And he was saying a word, like almost every time he'd start a sentence, and I wrote, I just wrote it down, and. I pointed to it and he looked at me and I said, pointed at it again. He goes, okay. He didn't say it anymore. Mm-hmm. Two weeks later, I write a word down on my piece of paper in the middle of a broadcast. And he looks at me and I pointed at the word and then pointed at myself. Mm-hmm. And then during a commercial break, I said, hey, I caught myself. I kept saying this word over and over and over and over and it clicked. And it, then it just annoyed me to no end. Yeah, And, and like I've let myself start easing for instance, the yes sir thing back in once I got it under control. Right. Um, but yeah, we all have crutches. But what what makes us keep learning is is taking that time, like it or not, go back and listen to ourselves yeah. and figure out, you know, what is that word? What is it, crutch? Um, Andy Stewart, who's a friend of mine, we were doing a, a show together a couple weeks ago, and uh, I love and, Andy. Yeah, and we were. Uh, I was listening. I wasn't even announcing. It was John Harrison's Wild West show at Oklahoma State Fair, and he was announcing stuff. And uh, I think the word was um, outstanding. He kept using outstanding, and I I went to him after the show. I said, "Hey, can I can I give you a little friendly advice?" He goes, "Yeah, absolutely." I said, "Drop the word outstanding." Mm-hmm. And he kind of looked at me funny. I said, "And and there, Freeman, it's never been." It's the Wild West. It's all like rodeo specialty acts. It's trick riders, trick ropers, performers. It's it's a constant variety show. And so everybody there, rightfully so by by John's design, is very, very good at what they do. They're all outstanding. outstanding. Yeah. And so he was using that word every time. And uh, there was one show that I went and sat out in the crowd just as a spectator because John always wants to sit and know how it looks from out in the stands. And so I got there. So then when it was over, I went back and talked to him. I said, Drop the word outstanding. He kind of looked at me funny. I said, you're using it on every act. And I said, you won't realize how much you're saying it 
until you try not to say it. Mm-hmm. And and I've had that conversation with other guys, just being helpful or trying to. I, I don't mean it like I'm beating you down. I'm just trying to help you. Right. And uh, and most of them will come back later and go, "Holy cow! I never realized how much I was saying." It. Because contrary to a lot of belief in this industry, there are people in the world that want everybody else to be successful too. I want everybody what? to get better. I, I oh, it pisses me off. Like <laughs> like I'm competitive. Now's a bad time to take your blood pressure. Oh, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm super competitive. Uh, we all want to be the best, but I do want everybody else to be as mm-hmm. good as they can possibly be. Yeah. Well, and, and I remember, okay, I'm going to go back to things I learned in the PBR, and, and you were probably the first one to tell me this. Shut up. Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, other than that, <laughs> um, like, I want the baddest son of a bitch on a microphone standing beside Next to me. Absolutely. Because I, I want that person to make me better. Yeah. Um, you know, whether whether it's you or, or Scott or Luke or whoever I did PBRs with, um, the guys that I've co-announced with in rodeo, Andy Stewart, Anthony Lucia, um, you know, my PRA days, Martin Northall, Monty Stevie, uh, Matt McGee, um, Randy Corley back in Hermiston this summer. Um, you know, all of the guys that I've had the chance to stand next to I, I want to push them and make them better, and I want them to do the same back to me. Um, sorry, I was looking through I'm all the. Glad questions. I have your undivided attention. Well, I was looking through all the questions. Oh yeah, I was going to wrap things up. Well, actually, we honestly we got to most of them. Um, I I always wanted to be next to Brandon Bates at a PBR. Amen. Because he was the best PBR announcer there was, mm-hmm. and so I was like, me being next to him is going to make me better. And and even you know aside from the the guy right next to you, I want the best music guy there. I want the best clown That's right. there. I want the best team possible. I want the best team possible because all ships rise on a high tide. I did uh, the first year I did the American. I did it next to Randy Schmutz and Bob Tallman. Oh yeah. You want to talk about a nervous wreck? <laughs> yeah. You're looking at one right yeah. now, and and I still my my palms get sweaty when I think about that day. Uh, because I have the utmost respect and admiration for Randy Schmutz as a talent. Like he is, he's incredible at what he does. Mm-hmm. And Bob Tallman is Bob Tallman. Oh yeah, he's yeah. the Barry Switzer of rodeo announcers. And Sometimes if you're Terry no, Carey, if you're no, if you're no you sooner fan, like it's it's Barry Switzer, <laughs> yeah. and, and Bob Stoops has kind of moved up close to him, but it's Barry and everybody else. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, Tallman is just he's a whole nother level, mm-hmm. and. The rodeo started with me and Schmutz, mm-hmm. so Tallman's just standing there, kind of in between us. And 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 I'll tell you the conversation once we're done with this podcast and, <laughs> and off the microphone. But I'll never forget, like the first two or three bareback horses out of the gate, and him looking at me and saying a couple of things. And I was like, I don't, I don't know if he's saying good things or bad things, but I'm nervous and I really don't know how to react. And like yeah. it's in the middle of the rodeo, and so um, intimidating, but. Yeah. I knew I wanted to be next to those guys. They were so good. Uh, I did the American for several years. People forget that. I announced that rodeo, and then um, uh, somebody else took my spot, and I cannot Some for the life of me. Repl- I, can't, I can't place his name. Um, are you ready to give it up yet? Are you ready to give it back to me? <laughs> hey, I, speaking of uh, closing and opening buildings, I got to do the last one in AT&T Stadium, and I'm getting to do the first one in Globe Life Field. That's so cool. That's going to be cool. That's be cool. Fun. How many have you done? Uh, 19, I was on the stand in 19. I was the third man in 20. I was, when was I, when was I my was, last one? Uh, it would have been 
18. 18. Okay. Yeah, 19, third man in 20, not on the microphone in 21, and then back on the microphone in 22. So you've done two. Or you've done three. Two and a half, I guess you could say. So I've still done more than you. I just want to... Yeah, I just... Yeah, yeah. Let's put it in perspective. Yeah, you have. I still have more IFR buckles than you, but that's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, um, Super proud of you. We'll wrap things up here. Last couple of questions. If you could sit next to anybody at a rodeo, anybody... Okay. Just in the crowd? Just sitting in the crowd. Okay. You can talk about rodeo. You can talk about life, but... If you could sit at a rodeo next to anyone, not just in our industry, but anybody, who would it be? Living or deceased? Yeah, anybody. Mm, gosh, that I tough. know that's a tough one, and I literally just thought of it. What's yours? I I'll tell you when he's done. It might take me a while. <laughs> well, you know something, brother. Oh, I know exactly who uh, I'd be hanging and banging with in a rodeo. <laughs> <laughs> I I, I I I don't know. I think mm. I think it all comes back to. I think, I think Hulk Hogan would be cool. He would be fun to watch a rodeo. Just because it'd be something different. Yeah. Um. I'd like to get like as a guy that was one of my heroes. I'd like to get his perspective on things. I I brought Jim Ross. So I asked you who your guys were. Uh, me it was Clint McSpadden, Bob Tallman, and uh, good old Jr. Jim yeah. Ross. I brought Jr. to an event. What last year? Whenever and uh, so I kind of got his input on things, but I think it'd be cool to get somebody like Hulk Hogan. So I've had three people pop into my head here, and you're probably gonna laugh because it's the most random three names you could probably ever answer that question with. Hit me, but it would be either The Rock, Dwayne yep. Johnson, mm-hmm. Kevin Hart, or Blake Shelton. I, and I love that. <laughs> like I think all three of them would be entertaining, and they would all three have a different perspective of the rodeo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean. Amongst other conversations, probably in a two, two and a half hour time frame. But I, I think it'd be just so much fun to just order a couple cold beers and just sit up there and watch the rodeo and just hang out with them. I just, yeah, I'd, I'd love to hear their perspective and their yeah. opinion on things. Can you imagine Kevin Hart at a bull riding? Oh my God, that'd be hilarious. Oh my God. Let's happen? make it happen. I'm sure oh, he's listening on. to this Let podcast. Everyone that, Yo, no, wait, Kev, hang on, hang on. Everyone guys, I'm that's listening, on screenshot Yo, this, post it on social, and tag him. Somebody we, of your. Tens of tens of followers. Surely somebody just tag him in all the has posts. a connection to Kevin Hart, Dwayne Johnson, or Blake Shelton. Blake just lives a couple hours down the road. I know, I know. Um, last thing, advice. Somebody getting started, or not. Let's let's not even let's not even pigeonhole it. Just life <laughs> advice. Life advice for young entrepreneurs, young people getting into business. Maybe they're an announcer. Maybe they're a steer wrestler. Maybe they're wanting to start their own company. Um, as a, a gentleman in his late 20s that has seen quite a bit of success in your field, what would you what would you throw out there to somebody? I think, and, and three things popped into my head here just a lot quicker. Um, work hard, take advice, and be a good human. I love that. I, I think I think if you if you take those three things, I think you know you can set your mind to anything and make it happen. So I'd say work hard, take advice, and be a good human. I love that last one. It's my favorite thing in the world. It takes absolutely nothing to be a good person. And and I'm I'm sure I'm guilty of I've had a bad day every now and then and and probably rubbed somebody wrong or or came off wrong and I guess uh, if you're that person that it happened to, I'm sorry. I didn't mean it. Um, 
But well, we're allowed to be human. Yeah, I mean, we all have bad days or grumpy days or or say something that someone misinterprets. I mean, I'll be honest. My number one language is not English. It's sarcasm. And uh, and so sometimes I have to <laughs> kind of rein that in a little bit. Um, but, uh, I mean, I've never, I promise, I've never intentionally said anything <laughs> to someone that... Uh, it's the truth, and I always say this. I love people, but I hate people. Yeah, I <laughs> I agree. Uh, I agree. No, you're you're like I am in in a lot of ways. Um, you, I know that you love everybody. Mm. Um, I try to see the good in everybody. I mean, sometimes to a fault. My girlfriend gives me a hard time about trying to stick up for everybody, but uh, I mean, I just I, I at least until you prove me wrong. I try to believe that you're a good good yeah, person. Same. That's I think that's how we're supposed to live. Uh social media, how do people keep up with you? Where do they find you? You so have I'm, to you have to post on that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not very creative with usernames, so I made all of my socials the same and it's very simple. It's Garrett Urigan. That's two R's, two T's. And if you get that far, you're probably gonna find it because you probably are gonna mess up the last name. Y E. Uh-huh. R. Yep. I. Yep. G A N. Bingo, we have a winner. There it is. All if, right. If I had any t-shirts or hats to give away, I'd give you one. What the heck, man? I'm sorry. Um, Terrible self. Anything else people need to be looking forward to? Um, You're going to be in Vegas for the NFR, hanging out, doing whatever. Yep. So uh, biggest thing, easiest place to come say hi um, is every day, 12 o'clock noon in the uh, RMEF Hunter Outdoor Christmas Expo. That's upstairs at uh, Convention Center above Cowboy Christmas. I do the uh, world famous. Whoa. World famous, whole world cinch mechanical bull riding challenge. Woo! That's right. That's Wait, right. can anybody just go up there and do it, or anyway, do you have so, to like? So here's what's funny. Not can the, I enter? Yes. Yeah, can so, I enter? Uh, no. So here's the here's the god honest <laughs> yes. truth, and, and this is not to make this go longer. Wait, I got to dock her out because my back's broke. Anyways, continue. so uh, a few years ago, um, they had cinch has this area of their booth. Um, where it's just fun, interactive stuff, mostly for kids and stuff, just kind of right. while the parents shop, the kids can rope the dummy or whatever. Um, and they had two mechanical bulls there. And uh, so we just ha- got this wild idea, like we should do a contest, like head-to-head mechanical bull riding, you know, tournament style, whatever. So we put it together like for the last four or five days of the rodeo. And I mean, we just had so many people like, oh my gosh, this is so much fun. It's just, you know, something to do during the day and because everybody has something at night to go do but you know while you're shopping just a fun deal um so anyway that was probably 2018 ish and now every year uh every day we have an official we give away one year we ordered buckles uh every day gateway it's free to sign up it's open to all ages um and there's like i said there's two mechanical bulls head to head just whoever rides the longest um and uh you you sign up like signups are from 11:30 to 11:50. We get all the names put in the computer. We got a little program uh that shuffles all the seeds up and builds the tournament bracket and I mean it, it is so much fun. fun. It takes depending on how many entries. Some days it takes 15 minutes, some days it's 30 minutes. Um but it's really cool cuz the first few days of the NFR when the Junior World Finals has the rough stock events mm-hmm. all them kids come over and say oh, I mean so fun. they're over there chest bumping and high-fiving and I mean just it, it's hilarious. One of the highlights of my career was getting to do the Junior World Finals and watch all those kids and yeah. be a part of their, you know, they have no idea who I am or right. will. But for me to get to announce some of those names, like that's the coolest, right. man. So yeah, so anybody listening, come see us twelve o'clock noon every day at uh, upstairs at RMF. I just Christmas. realized I can't compete. Uh, two reasons: one, the broken vertebrae that I have, and uh, my 
my clothing sponsor would not allow we don't discriminate me to participate in a we don't discriminate meeting. Anyways, uh, I anything might, else before we wrap it up? I might swing by. Yeah, <laughs> I'll save you a spot. I'll put I'll, your name down. I'll enter okay. her up. No. Yeah. Um, heartfelt. Continued success. Congratulations on everything. I Thank know you so much. You haven't even scratched the surface of what you're going to accomplish Thank in this you. business. Um, that's all I got, man. That's all I got before you better I better stop before you cry. Uh, yeah, I don't want to cry. <laughs> Anyways, uh, super proud of you. Thanks for taking the time to do this and enjoying a rainy Oklahoma day. Your second time to Westfit. Third, third, Thank third you. time, third time. Jeez. That's right. You came rude. You came one time when I wasn't here. That's right. You ready to go work out? Oh yeah, he's got um, that thing. Do announcers work thing. out? You're 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 slowly becoming an announcer. Um, yes, <laughs> you're getting the announce bod. That's yes, cool. we work out. Uh, and by workout, we mean drink beer. Anyways, I <laughs> uh, appreciate you doing this very yeah, much, man. Thank you. Thanks we'll for do having. it again soon. Okay, all right.